What are yours? I'll tell you mine. Aisle, At this point. thump, and wrong. Nice. No, I have. Uh, I do roast, plum, and dicey. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all about getting all, Get all the, the vowels. vowels. Including first. the Y. I do plume, noisy, and chart. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two guys who can tame the cunt, Martin and Brady. I will not apologize for who I am. I will not apologize for what I need. We got to make the best of it. Improvise. Adapt to the environment. Darwin. Shit happens. I Ching. Whatever, man. We got to roll with it. Well, it has definitely been a march of crews. And this week, we're finishing up the month with two more Tom Cruise films that saw him go in two very different directions. His role in Magnolia garnered him an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor, and in Collateral, he took a much darker turn, except for his hair. Now it's time to seduce and destroy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think these were two um, drastically different turns. Like It's both Tom Cruise playing a, a kind of an asshole bad guy, you know, so... Uh, and he does it well. I feel like you could broad stroke it to that effect. I think right. it's... Uh, I, I, I'm definitely broad stroking it. You're right. It, they are very different, but... I mean, I think we're going to talk about Magnolia first, and I would yeah. say the the note I had down was, what a very different turn from Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why it got so much, uh, I'm so sure much attention at the time. sure that definitely helped. I, I was curious... At the, it, you know, I, I didn't look too hard for this answer. I, I the the thought I had was was the allure of working with Paul Thomas Anderson's like All right, I'm in like whatever he, you're gonna do. It would have been early, yeah, right? it's super early for him. So I don't know that that was it. Like th- this movie to me, I remember put him on the map more than more than anything. I mean, it's his third movie, so. Um, but I I love Boogie Nights when I saw I saw that Boogie Nights in the theater and I thought it was just phenomenal. So I was. I was in from Paul Thomas uh, and on Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas, which Anderson was pretty well. Well, that's what I mean. Well, it was pretty like, well received. I, so yeah. it's like I don't know if yeah. that was. And I mean, he got, but he got a lot of good names actors actors for this one, right? But Philip Seymour also in Boogie Nights. I think he is. If you look at a lot of his movies, he has some. He uh, he, he, has he pulls lines. from the same pool. Philip Baker Hall was in Hard Eight. And, yep. Um, Julianne Moore was in Boogie Nights and John C. Riley well. in numerous. Right. So yeah. You're right. Big names at the time. John C. Riley wasn't exactly going to be. Right. be no. I mean, I think this movie again to me. This was like the first one I think I saw him in, and I thought he was great. You know, so. But yeah, was uh, this so, before so, for love of the game. Is that a baseball movie? With He's Cassie. the catcher. Oh yeah. Well, before that, I, I'm pretty sure by like a year yeah. or two. Well, okay. Yeah, you seem very <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> Overall, did you enjoy it though? So, the, this was the second sec, my second time watching it because. It's so long. It's I remember it being so long. So I, I, oh my that's God, what I, I thought was, you were going to comment on Brady first. alarmed when I was like, wait, that's that's not right. <laughs> when it was only like halfway through, you're like, is there really an hour and a half I left? paused it multiple times to like let the dog out. Yeah. Obviously, needed way more drinks than I anticipated <laughs> trying to get through the movie. but It was long. I, I did love it the first time I saw it, but I hadn't revisited it because at the, at the time, I, mean, it was, it was, I saw it right when it came out, right? And it was so... It was, in, in, the, in the 90s and it's just you don't have it as readily available and I, I wasn't re-watching that much two years Was same right? year damn it for love of the game and Magnolia <laughs> both 99 it felt like for love of the game was 98 or 99 okay. that's why I, I felt so hard to say for sure but yeah um, but uh, on, on the rewatch 
I did really enjoy the movie. Um, there were parts of it I think that definitely definitely lulled a little bit, and the and the Tom Cruise. I, I remember not loving his character in the first time around, and this time around I was just like it was just too much too. You think like, it's because you're in the March of Cruise? <laughs> no, I mean maybe because we've seen him in a lot of a lot of good things, and he and and he you know he does he he did it well and everything, but uh, it just. I just don't uh, this the what everything he was saying is just problematic. <laughs> yeah, so, so Mary and maybe that's it's. I don't think it's just that, but that's a big part of it. Mary walked in. She was. I think she was upstairs. She came down. Was walked into the room right in the first scene of him like up on stage, going through all the problematic material that Martin's <laughs> alluding to, and literally she's like oh she's like all i can think of is matt clara now (laughs) 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 because i told her that and she saw it right away yeah and i still don't i had one moment where i had like a profile and i was like maybe yeah that's that's what it is she but that's when she said it and it slayed me because i was just like oh so (laughs) it uh Great timing on that regard. Now we know how he got Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I thought this movie sucked. (laughs) You did nothing redeeming? I did not like this. I was just very... There wasn't a lot happening in in a positive way for me. Uh, Jelani, same? I don't know if it sucked, but I was not enjoying it. It was a slog to get through. (laughs) Were you guys expecting there to be a bigger payoff? No, I had a seen, bigger tie-in with everybody. So I had seen it before, and I okay. will say that that was one of my complaints. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there were not enough coincidences of them like intersecting and like lives they, intertwining. They prefaced the whole beginning of the movie right. about a, it's a matter that, of that chance. was way longer than I remember it being. Like it was like a, a, a the three different yeah, stories. They really, dwelled on, and, they really dwelled on the matter of chance being such a focal point, and yeah. yeah, I I I agree. Like in that regard, it didn't feel like. Like were there tie-ins? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I, it didn't feel like any of them were as impressive as the three that they gave you right in the front of the movie. Yeah, and then there were just parts where there were like, there was nothing there. Like the whole yeah. thing with the kid who was rapping to John C. Riley, like that went nowhere. So I, I had to look that up because I didn't remember that at all. And yeah, like he's like, I just told you, I it told was you. And the whole worm. And thing. I was yeah. like, did he? I was apparently like, he was. Um, there was a character like Orlando you were supposed Jones. To see. Yes. So you looked it up too. Yeah, you're supposed to see the worm, and that would have maybe tied in a little bit, or to do what? But, what but I mean, it would I don't know. Somehow would have made made some more sense. I don't know why they left that rapping scene in and not and cut the other part, right? Yeah. Especially for when you have that much movie, you know, <laughs> cut, cut a little bit more. Be a, you could be a little bit more selective. I don't know. I I thought there was a lot. There's a lot of for me. There were a lot of really good scenes and good moments, and actually, you know, a lot of good. Or bad, depending on how you look at a good or bad father son, you know, moments or issues that, you know, that, that they kind of bring up in this. And I remember the, the kid, Stanley, yeah, piss, pissing himself. I remember that's even, and the dad just like, that was cringe this time around too, you know, yeah. being, being a, being a dad. Totally. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm I, like, I hope I don't ever. <laughs> I felt like the resolute, not resolution there, but like how that came to it afterwards is like him walking in and be like, you got to be nicer to me. Right. Like, that's it. What? Right. Yeah. I agree. There, there's, there's, problems and resolutions of stuff but i think again some good acting scenes some good some well-written scenes but then it does kind of doesn't always tie together just let's falls just apart say a little bit if, at the end let's just hypothetically if yeah. i was even like teetering on being like i don't know i think i might like this 
frogs raining down was gonna <laughs> was gonna end any and all. That one oppor- was per- perplexing. So, opportunity of me enjoying this movie. again. So wh- wh- I'm watching it again, knowing that knowing that was coming. I didn't I was realize trying it was to like so look late. for some type of. Yeah, yeah, I thought it. Was, it I thought really it happened late, yeah. earlier. Okay. Because I remember, because I remember that in yeah. like when I watched. It. Oh, you you didn't forget about that. I didn't forget about the frogs. <laughs> you you can't. You can't. <laughs> but I just thought it happened earlier, and I was like, oh, I thought that was like kind of like the turning point, or the you know the the climax of the movie is like the frogs come down, and then all the resolutions come out. But it was pretty much at the end, and you're just like, uh, right? I guess that happened, and but it did happen. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Uh, on the, uh, the piece of on, the, her yeah. picture in her room and it had like a little cut yeah. out of something else, but it did happen like i don't i don't know i don't know what that means i, just, I haven't really looked it up like some kind of big analysis of it because i don't feel like there's going to be a satisfying answer and i don't not. think there was is, that think for I, her accusations against philip baker hall though i think oh, that's what i got against, i took it as that's good all right that her dad molested her we'll, t- we'll take and he that. couldn't remember which it, is what but, i kind of thought based off the early scenes of like wait was he with his daughter like they kind of, I felt like they kind of showed it to you. And in, in what? In the in beginning, scene? when she when he comes to visit her, yeah. and she's just pissed at him. No, no, yeah. no, no. Before that, yeah, I in don't the know very beginning, I swear oh. it was like, like when they show, oh, showed her him. like randomly. It, I was I, literally in the beginning. I was kind of confused if they were jumping around time. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure because well, they were. They were showing him uh, with the with the on the quiz game show, right? Right, but they showed her like getting. It was with. Her essentially getting like picked up at a bar, and then later on, her dad was with her. Oh yeah, and I was like, that, I that was the, honestly I took it right out of the gate that there was something there, and and maybe not somehow that's yeah. no, not obvious, but pulled those strings together. Yeah, but I mean it was a very instant reaction. I was like, wait, was that okay? It must not have been. That it can't be. That was her. Da-. And then obviously that all came back. Yeah, so. I thought I thought the actress that played Claudia did a good job because I felt yeah. She, and I looked her up too. I don't remember yeah, much she, other stuff, but I totally remember her being so frantic. Yeah, and, she made me feel on edge every out. time. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't. And, know. And again, John C. Riley just like the perfect counterbalance, at not not knowing at all what's what's going on in almost any right. situation, but being such like a just such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> but I think again, playing it well, and they're all. I mean, it's it's. I could see you guys not liking it just because it's. I mean, it's very depressing. And then the use of. I, I very yeah. much remember the the sing along, the Amy Mann song, and there's lots of Amy Amy Mann. Lots songs of Amy here. Mann. Yeah, um, and that that was the thing too. Like they said that Paul Thomas Anderson just was a big fan of Till Till Tuesday, her band, and then just like asked her to make make all these songs. And I thought I I do. I again that sing along might be whatever corny or cheesy or something, but I I do kind of like it. It is the kind of everyone at their look low point. You look around, you're like. None of these characters are doing well, and some of them, you know, some of them have some some good resolutions, or at least like they're feeling better or getting better, even though songs it's not going to stop. <laughs> but I mean, I I think it does it, it accomplishes that that mood of of just melancholy and sadness and depression, and I, I think it, it does that well. And it is it's it there is a feat to tying that many storylines, even though they, even if it's just loosely tied together. I think there is something to the fact that he can bring all that. Everyone having like a, a almost like a, a, a diff, very different story, but bringing it all together, kind of. Yeah, I think that was that was impressive. Where you did have the ability to just even tell the, the multiple stories, right, and have people still be engaged with it. But I mean, you had three in three days to work with in the movie, so 
Like it just felt like it was three days long. <laughs> it was actually one day long. It all took place in twenty four hours. Ugh. And they sh- and they showed you all twenty four <laughs> of them. <laughs> Does Philip Baker Hall die at the end, or did he just get shot because the frog hits the gun? Um, oh no, I thought he didn't yeah. get shot. Yeah, like it, you thought the, it, it made the gun move, so he didn't mm-hmm. actually kill himself, and that was the part that was the coincidence. Yeah, I thought um, he hit the. He, it, it, they showed you where he he shot off to the but side, but they do show him getting pummeled more than I think anyone else by the frog. So yeah, yeah I, I wasn't sure if he was dead or not. I, don't, I think it might have been a little bit ambiguous. Okay, um, my my one day technicality was. Let Stanley go to the bathroom, people. I know. It's a television show. That, like, and again, I knew. <laughs> she is the worst. <laughs> Do you think this is where her and uh, Rich Macy I almost, got together? It would make, make sense. sense. Right? I mean, I definitely don't know if it could have been before that, but it's obviously early on in both of their careers. Yeah. But. I mean, it's po- it's definitely post-Fargo for, for William H. Macy, and that, you know, it's a big movie. But but yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, just... Like, he, he flat out tells you. Yeah. You have time. And they seemed like they had plenty they of time. They had tons of time. He... What's his name? Uh, yeah, uh, Philip Baker Hall passed out. So, like, <laughs> at that point, they only just get the fuck up and go, <laughs> just go, go to the bathroom. Just By the go. way, they're not running the show without him. <laughs> Clearly. The other kid was cracking me up, though. <laughs> the big kid? He's like, the I'll beat your ass <laughs> if you don't get up there. The things that I loved, it, like... Obviously, we don't we were... know why he won't go up. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we want him. Just, yes, you the way he was just playing to the cameras. <laughs> the, the, the multiple cameos are... Other like background actors that weren't the big names, but you had like Alfred Molina and Felicity Huff. Yeah. Alfred Molina was definitely yeah. a young looking Alfred right. Molina. Yeah, uh, Pat Oswalt, Ricky Jay, yeah. Clark Gregg, and Luis Guzman as himself. <laughs> as <laughs> Luis, <laughs> love Luis Guzman too. Oh yeah, that was a great one. I didn't catch him in uh, in real time, but I saw in uh, the notes that uh, our boy William uh, Mapather, yeah, was uh, it's. Tom Cruise's cousin, Tom Cruise's who was cousin. just who oh was yeah, yeah, he was uh he was like the WDKK show director's assistant, so he was just there, I think, and I I didn't catch him, but <laughs> I was mad at myself because I was like ah he got in again another one, we just talked about <laughs> gotta him. keep him working. <laughs> it's lost in Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman was underutilized. Yeah, well, he was. I mean, this was yeah. I don't think he had quite gotten his stardom. Yeah, like he's in he was in Scent of a Woman I think Ooh, uh, many yeah, many years before this and was playing like a high high school kid, very smaller role too, but did great. Um and then in Boogie Nights, he was a very sad and pathetic character. But this one he actually just was a little bit more more normal. But yes, underutilized, but really good. And it's kinda like the start of, of UCB. Yeah, really right. Good. And I did think it was funny that we just we just saw him, you know, kind of beat the shit out of Tom Cruise in a <laughs> in a in a movie a few years later, right? Um so yeah, that was good. And then I really, actually, I really enjoyed uh, Julianne Moore. Oh, she's, I, lo- I, I love her. She's yeah, great. great. Yeah, she's always good. She did a really good job there because I, I felt for her every time when she's like losing her mind and then she's going to the pharmacy and then she's like sitting there waiting and they're like looking back at her and then she just goes off. And on I forgot them. what, and that was good too because I totally forgot that she actually maybe wasn't the biggest ass like I, I did get the feeling I'm like oh she's just in it for she, the money but then when she had her whole confession it was a little much in the uh, I felt like in the pharmacy it was a little a little, a little too much a little too much I thought it was later when she's like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah she I, I think I like her I this uh-huh. I, I felt like for whatever reason this like performance was almost a little 
too over the top compared to she's just a really good actress. Yeah. Think looking at Philip Seymour Hoffman, what movie? Obviously, you mentioned Boogie Nights. Like, or I'm sorry, uh, of a Woman, of a Woman, and Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say, where do you think he like took off? Where do you think his like star turned, so to speak? I don't know. Set of a Woman was '92. Yeah. See, that was in. in I it, I didn't even remember that until much later on. I'm like, oh my god, that was Phil Seymour Hoffman in that. And we didn't we talked off offline. We were talking about Hard Eight. He's in Hard Eight, which I haven't oh, seen. Yeah, Martin, it's been a while. Which which he's a literally listed as young craps player. Yeah, so I mean, it's, yeah, it's not a big uh, in it. Twister. Oh yeah, that's right. He's but that's that not, was like ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. That's not like a oh his, oh my god. That's the guy. No, but I saw that in the theater too. Uh, Boogie Nights ninety seven. Talented Mr. Ripley. Is he in that? He is. Big Lebowski was ninety eight. Also, he's awesome in it, but God, it's that very was before small. this. I would Graham. Yeah. Or Bran. Brant. 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 Yeah. Brant can't watch. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, or it's extra. <laughs> um Patch Adams. Yeah. Ninety eight. Uh, this was ninety nine. I was gonna Ripley say for me, Boogie 99. Nights. For for sure. I remember him. He was like Freddy I just don't think that's Freddy where his t- star turned like where he became like, okay, he's because he, I mean Phil Hoffman before he died was He's awesome. Yeah, I, I know. I guess I know what you're asking. Like, but I don't. Almost I don't know. famous was 2000. His very yeah, small Lester role. Banks. Lester I Banks. I fucking love that role he, too. He crushed his very small role. But yeah, I'm just I'm wondering. And I, I what was where was he? When did he first get top billing? Is, he's really fun. Uh, Long Cape Polly is 04. He's hilarious and uh, for nothing else, I, the Rain Man. That's <laughs> been a while. I have. I got to rewatch just that. Sweat. Um, I'm with you, Martin. And I'm looking. Capote would have been his okay. Probably that might where, have been he's, it. where he's playing the top bill. Yeah, that might that might have been it. But which was by, by but, that point, which was by the way a year before I'd seen every Mission one of those Impossible. other movies. Yeah, three. So have you seen Capote? Probably not. Right? I have. You have. Surprising. Yeah, I didn't I'm think surprised it was that you great. didn't know that. <laughs> 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 anyway, just a little. Philips. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, he's he's worth diving into for sure. So yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 he's like I said before he passed. He's a uh, he was right up there. He's as one of the better ones you can get. So this is our second um, Paul Thomas Anderson movie that we've talked about. There will be yeah. blood. Um, much better. The other one, you think that's much? Yeah, much better. <laughs> oh, that's way better than this. Which PTA said apparently after he made this, he thought this was the best movie he'd ever make, which just disheartened me entirely. Petrus really loves it. Still. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't rewatched it in a while. We'll We'd ask we'll him if he'd see. come back on the yeah, pod right. too. We'll but Doctor, no. <laughs> we'll have to see see what he says about it now. Um, I mean, there were numerous. So Cruz was nominated for best supporting actor. I would say his most recent, twenty two years ago, but uh, his last his last nomination. PTA was for best original screenplay, and then uh, Amy Mann best song. Yeah, best I listened to song. No me, wins, but saved me a lot my freshman year of. College. She's got such a unique <laughs> voice. It's, you always know if it's Amy Mann. Yeah. Or at was, least I do. Was this the year that Crash won? 2000? This sounds about right, right? Maybe, yeah. So this is the year that... Well, it wasn't up for Best Picture. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I thought that was the year, like, the whole Oscars, like, got Started. wacky. Go, no, 2000, I think, was Gladiator. Maybe it was 2001 or two that it was okay. Crash. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's right. 99, Shakespeare in Love. Check me on this. I'm, on it. I'm trying. Right. Your internet's slow. <laughs> uh, supporting actor Michael Caine's Cider House Rules. American Beauty. Michael Caine. Oh, oh American Beauty. American Beauty. Was, that was 99. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We saw that sorry. at the. You brought that yeah. to the uh, the Bijou. 98 Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, American Beauty was the big winner that year. Okay. Got it. 
So yeah, Michael Caine beat uh, Tom Cruise for uh, best, I love best Cider Supreme. House Rules. That's a great I don't think I've too. ever seen it. Oh, it's so good. Tobey Maguire's in it too. Michael Caine. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good in my one ear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess back to just to wrap up on on Cruise on this one again. Like what? I mean, I don't I don't know what the thoughts are on. Of all the things he's done, yeah, I think it's strange that this is the one that, 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 that gets called out. Well, that's why I thought, I said it was such an outlier uh, performance. And, I mean, it, it feels like, dare I say, he's safe with his choices. He, you know, there's he's he's on this level of superstar actor that there's, he doesn't need to do this role where he's going to be yelling, like, tame the cunt and... You know, seducing of all about how to just yeah. seduce and destroy how women. In, how to speak to incel males? Yeah, exactly. How to be completely <laughs> red <red-pilled chauvinistic>. <laughs> Matrix watching males. <laughs> Oddly enough, same year as the Matrix. A bunch of incels. Uh, <laughs> but it's like that's you, you. You could see. I would predict many actors would be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not putting not that on screen." That, yeah. Right. And but he did so i i just i'm curious the motivation behind that and but i think we've talked about it before right if you go into a, a movie and you find an actor playing a role and you dislike that actor like immensely For sure. just like ugh, like then they've done a good job and i think we can all agree that he was cringeworthy yeah. when he's yeah giving his fair. his spiel on stage or when he's giving the interview and he just drops trial and is standing there in his tidy whiteies <laughs> and you're just like what Jen's like? What is going like, on? Back, yeah, this is like backflip. <laughs> Get up! I'm Frankie TJ. Uh, Frankie TJ. Ma- Frank TJ Mackey. <laughs> just all of it was name. like, and then he just sat there like a petulant child, just sulking when he's she started asking him questions, I'm quietly like, judging you. <laughs> just <laughs> oh yeah. So I guess everybody's like, yeah, you were a jerk. You did a jerk well. So let's give you an Academy yeah, Award. Yeah, I. Mean, and then maybe it was at the time, like it it wasn't one of those like, oh hey, it's Cruz. You know, it's it's he's totally doing something different. And honestly, maybe that's worth it. That is showing a little bit more range than his kind of I know you kind of broad stroked it, Martin is like, Oh yeah, he's just the same guy, you know, but I don't know. It felt different to me. Yeah. Well, another different role, obviously, was collateral in two thousand four. This one I liked. This, but like, how many times have you seen it? And was this just a one rewatch? Or I've probably seen this three or four times. I just watched it last year. It was oh, okay. on HBO, and yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I haven't seen this in a while." And I, we can get into it more. But yeah, I, I think this movie's good. Yeah, I really, I think I liked it more this time around. First time, I don't know. I might have something about it. Maybe I was just not into the whole Michael Mann thing, or it seemed like too much. Um, but it, it seemed it seemed good this time. I think I've just seen so much, um, so much bad versions of this movie. Maybe since since then that I'm like, oh, okay, this was this was actually pretty good. With with a few notable exceptions, of things it's at the perfect. end. It's not perfect, yeah. But but I think the whole for pretty much the the first like two thirds is just uh, really just really good. Yeah, I I loved how it was shot. Like the way oh, it so looked. That, that's that's very Michael Mann. It was it's yeah, It was right? very yeah. cool. Like yeah. Kind of like muted, but not like. But you still had like the bright lights. You still knew you were in L.A. and all of that. Very stuff. gritty Miami I Vice. I think. Uh, I think I. I really don't remember. I'm gonna say it's a possibility. It's like Bill Simmons. Someone said this was like a great Los Angeles movie because they drive all over and they're really like you are seeing a lot of of L.A. I thought the shot from like under the helicopter late in the movie was just 
awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I just think I, I thought visually it was really really amazing. Yeah, I just I enjoyed that. I also uh enjoyed you said that this movie has some bad versions probably starring the first cameo Jason Statham. Jason Statham's five seconds. <laughs> Mary, yeah. Mary's like, I didn't know he was in this. I'm like, uh, give it two more seconds. Yeah. He's out. <laughs> totally, totally was not expecting that either. The Pete Berg. Oh, Pete Berg. And then uh, Bruce McGill. Where do you guys know Bruce McGill from? I got to look up that name. MacGyver for me. <laughs> exactly. I, I totally love MacGyver. Wait, Matt which, and I both love who's MacGyver. Who's Bruce McGill? I love he was, uh, uh He was his buddy. Uh, not Thornton, but... Uh, I forget his name now. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, he, yeah. He he's was, also in Animal House, and he's been in a bunch of yeah. stuff. No, he has. I just didn't. I yeah. definitely didn't know his name. But. Yeah, he's also in um, The Last Boy Scout. Jack. He was Jack something. Last Boy Jack Scout. Dalton. <laughs> Jack Dalton. I think. I feel like. Are you confusing the Jack Burton? Thor- no. I'm pretty sure. It's, it's definitely Jack something. But Yeah. Um, but he's uh he's Bruce Willis's cop buddy who's sleeping with Bruce Willis's ex-wife, and he's in the closet. He's like, head or gut. And he punches him. <laughs> well, he was also in Law Abiding Citizen that we did. Yes. With Jamie Foxx. Yeah. But before we get to Jamie Foxx, who I thought did an excellent job as well. Hey, you're not alone. My uh, my last cameo, which I, Jen didn't even recognize him. Javier? Javier Bardem. Javier was the, the big surprise for me when I rewatched it last yeah. year. I was like, yeah. I mean, he even does look different. Yeah. I mean, the, just obviously, hair's cut close. The Being younger, there's a lot looking different in his, in his uh and you're just like whoa when you don't know you're like holy <laughs> shit like this javier bardem's in this movie too yeah it's kind of crazy who's all in it and we didn't even in less of a cameo as much of an actual uh, role but ruffalo ruffalo slick Sli- ruffalo slick back ruffalo <laughs> I, I don't know how and skinny or, yes yeah i don't know how I, f- I felt at first i was like yeah this this look isn't gonna work for me but then you it kind of was like okay that's right he's an, he's playing undercover um, and he grew on me for sure. I thought he, I thought he yeah. start, started doing better, or I, or I liked the role, and I think he did a good job, but I wasn't sure at first. So when you get introduced to Jamie Foxx, he has his cab, and he's driving around, and then he's talking about like getting his head right and all that. Do you think he was one of the first founders of Calm or Headspace? Because he was way ahead of the game on all of that. Like, just take some time out, meditate. Look at look at something else. <laughs> I got my visualizations up here. I can just send it out and go to that place. I'm like, yeah, he he should have cashed in on that instead of trying to get this limo service off the ground. Yeah, I said we that was uh, a weird weird yeah. business idea. Too, well, right? it's a little older. I mean, you know, things have changed. The game done changed. <laughs> um, my first thought that I hadn't had prior was we got the Katie Holmes connection. I don't know the Katie Holmes connection. Well, Cruz, Tom was with Katie Holmes, yeah, and, and oh. so was Jamie Foxx. After <laughs> oh, really? that, for oh, really? quite some time, I didn't know. I didn't know they yeah. were. Yeah, I, I thought they still that. were. Mary, Mary, Mary filled me in. That's not the case anymore. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think Jamie Foxx is. Yeah, that was like felt like an odd pairing. But then what, rewatching this, I was like, oh yeah, so he kind of uh, they kind of took, he, yeah, no, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, and then it said. Tom Cruise used to date Penelope Cruise, who's now married to Javier Bardem. There's a lot of <laughs> lot of commingling more, and uh, more connections here than in Magnolia. Yeah, <laughs> so I think they were in uh, Vicky, Vicky Christina, Christina Barcelona. Barcelona. That was a good movie. Yes, I enjoyed that too. <laughs> we have some Tate technicalities in here. Uh, but, there's no doubt, but we'll get to a couple of them. But the first one I wanted to know was how did Jada know that her route would would not have been faster? 
Remember, he says, if I can get you there faster than your route, I'll yeah. give you the free ride. No, I think she, she was just saying that. It she was, marveled at how fast yeah. it was. Yeah, I think she was just thinking it would take a lot lo- longer, so she kind of had an idea in mind. I mean, it could have been faster, but yeah, it it wasn't slow. Let's put it that she way. She expected <laughs> some sitting and didn't have to sit, and it, yeah. And I did. I, I don't remember her being in it at all. Like that was one of the parts I just totally forgot about the movie. But I, I thought I thought they had a good kind of kind of chemistry going. Yeah, they did. I. I would say probably less likely to actually happen. Yeah, that way. So but. I said my note was that uh, Jada giving uh, Max her phone number was the most unreal, unrealistic part of the movie, and that includes him running across the freeway to get to her building when Tom Cruise was literally two floors away. <laughs> yeah, her was... giving her number is still more unrealistic than any of that. <laughs> that was I. I I agree. I know what you're saying. Um, I think may, I was thinking about that. I'm like, maybe the reason the reason she did is because he didn't like any guy. May, maybe would have asked for it, but the fact that he didn't, she's like, no. Okay, she well. came back almost. She played like the flustered, like uh, shyly, like yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, just if you need to, if you need to call me, like you know, you're literally thirty times more powerful than yeah, him. right. Like high powered lawyer, <laughs> justice department lawyer, not yeah. just high powered lawyer. So. Vincent's in the cab. They've already killed the first guy. They're going to continue to drive around. And he says, you know, they're having their conversation about, oh, maybe you'll give that lady friend of yours a call. Like, he already used it. If he's that much of an assassin, he would have known the name. Yes, 100%. He would have recognized it. So was he just playing him? Uh, well, well, I think that was... Maybe he didn't look ahead. I don't know, but I feel like he should have, right? He like should the whole have thing had it whole memorized. Right. Nah, yeah, yes. Well, so that was the whole point of the case, right? right. Like he needed to get he the needs, other names. He needs, it's a plot device. I agree I with you. I get it. It's a like, one by one. I said the same thing. He saw, Furt literally saw the name of he who lives was. moment by moment, I guess, is, is the answer. But I, I agree. It's not satisfying. No. I thought the same thing. It was because, again, if he's supposed to be this high trained, highly yeah. professional assassin, like, right. you're going to know who your targets are. You're going to know, you're going to have recon. You're going to understand. Also, you don't need that you... much information that right. fits a whole briefcase when it's going to just be on a flash drive, A, or, yeah, just memorize the shit. Six right. names, six locations. Right. <laughs> that's all you need. What the fuck do you need in a briefcase or a flat? But again, that's that's the it wouldn't you know it, that's how they. Have I to have play a it bigger out. technicality. Well, definitely than that. Um, was is this movie better or worse if Tom Cruise just has black hair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is. I feel like that's there's like, another. Um, I'm just in love with the gray suit, gray hair combo. Yeah, I just yeah. don't really. It's a terrible combo. Man yeah, in the gray and, flannel suit. Oh no! I was going to say Manhunter. That's another Michael Mann movie where the guy that is Manhunter. Yeah, and and he, I feel like he has the same hair as Tom Cruise, and maybe I'm just making this up, but I just I made that connection at some point. I'm like, is something with Michael Mann just thinks this is like a great like bad guy, or actually that's a good guy in Man. Well, and I I had heard and I saw it again that like, you know, the idea behind the Vincent was that he's a man that can get in and out of anywhere without people recognizing him or remembering him. Yeah, and like to prepare, they said Cruise worked. Uh, he did like FedEx deliveries in like a crowded LA place so that to see if he could get in and out without people recognizing him just to kind of get that like vibe the gray hair makes him like the most recognizable person in los angeles <laughs> right. like it's, it's your boy william it's, william peterson and man i just feel like he has this gray poofy hair is that gray i'm looking at the picture not gray. And it looks brown it's pretty gray looks like no it's not light, lightish blondish brown this is gray that's brown all right. I think that's light and shadow, but <laughs> Martin's going to the eye doctor. Yeah, tomorrow. seriously. Um, I just I felt like the gray hair was nothing more than a distraction. Yeah. 
and I just didn't. I literally think the movie's the same, if not better, if he just looks like Tom Cruise. Right. <laughs> and he just moves in and out. Right. I was it, hoping you had an answer for us as to why, Brady, but I guess not. I definitely don't. I, I'm just curious of your opinions. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 was, I wasn't sure about it, but when I, that may have taken away from the first time. This time, I just let it go. Yeah. You just <laughs> and, know uh, it going yeah, in, yeah. And enjoyed it. And My, Jamie Foxx's turn... He turned very quickly in front of Javier Bardem into from being super scared and yes. meek into all of a sudden being able to know exactly what to say. And I get I get the whole thing is it seemed like he was just channeling Vincent, like he was just trying to. He said the same things he did and just like really kind of pulled pulled into that that kind of mentality. And I think that's that's the point of it. But it, it did just seem kind of like a like a switch. Like all a of switch a sudden, the cabbie's yeah. a bad a, a badass. It escalated way quicker than yeah. you would think it would have considering how timid and afraid he was the entire time. Also, if you want a technicality, there's really no reason he wouldn't have just killed Jamie Foxx. Yeah, right, right one away. Of me- I was one thinking of that too. Ten like, different is there times. any reason to, to keep him around? You don't need him. You literally could just go get another, go get another cab. Or, and also ditch the cab that's busted up at that point. Get, <laughs> that's why get you a kill Fox. Because yeah. you, you need a new cab that's not busted. Yeah. It will keep the driver. Even if you, even if you're going to keep the driver, let's ditch, at least ditch the cab. Because yeah, at that point, yeah. it's just too many. I think I'm on Brady's plan. Just yeah. kill the driver. You're yeah. killing the. You're killing this guy who you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Put him in the trunk and then walk away. Well, the trunk's full. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, were you out watching? <laughs> um, did you guys understand in the moment the coyote scene? No. no. So I didn't either. I literally said I was like, I don't understand the coyote thing. And then when I was reading about it. They, it, it came up and said, when Max and Vincent are driving to the club, Cody crosses, and the Native American Navajos have an omen that can also be considered as a taboo. They say that if a coyote crosses your path, you're supposed to turn back and do not continue on your journey. If you keep traveling, something terrible is going to happen. Is that just supposed to be common knowledge? <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, for three on our end. I just, I, I was like, the, in the moment, I was like, I don't get it. Like, is it, I felt like I was missing something. I, I mean, I think you could you could take it as like, holy shit, there's a coyote, coyote in the road. In, nah, well, in the in middle of LA, you probably yeah, probably not that so. common. So they they. I took think it a, is common. They, They're in the hills. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't 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 live out there. But is, I think it's just like it gives you like a pause. And I think that was the. Was not coyote and crash? We just talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there was. I thought it was supposed Different to be like some sort of like lone wolf metaphor, or like. They're both just yeah, like okay. wandering the night or whatever, but yeah, I did not know the. Yeah, I was. It threw me off. Never um, relationship, Martin. I feel like this is. Uh, how'd you feel about the music in the movie? Oh wow, no reaction. No, I don't. So I caught one of uh, one of my all time uh, great iPod songs that I feel like not everybody had, but everybody loves <laughs> is uh, the Roots. The Cody Chester point oh, yes. yeah. You got a little glimmer, a little Seed, yeah. sample of yes. it. Like, oh, so good. Um, but I also, and this would have been right around the coyote scene, but I felt like the audio slave song, the shadow of the sun was perfect. And I'm pretty sure yeah, that's why Chris they picked Cornell. it. Yeah. I, and I, yeah. I said after that, I was like, they could have put anything Chris Cornell and probably would have liked it Yeah, because his voice is just perfect for that scene moment. Yeah. All of it. I, I agree with, I do agree with that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't make the note to talk about it, but yes, I, I remember thinking, I'm like, yeah, Chris Cornell, I don't, I don't love 
his voice, but I could appreciate that he's got probably one of the best voices in rock. And it works works well for the scene. For the scene, it was just like, I don't know that there's a better soundtrack voice for, like I said, whatever song you want to put on there, I don't know how well the words played in, although I actually do think they were kind of fitting what was going down. I thought that was, those two things jumped out at me, but yeah. Surprised you didn't catch that. <laughs> my one of my favorite scenes is when uh, he throws the garbage can at the door and it doesn't break. He's like trying to break into the building and Jamie Fox picks up the garbage can and throws yeah. it and he like just hits it and just bounces dumps. off yeah. and he realized oh I have a gun in my hand let me just shoot the glass yeah. out. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And then um, my last Tate technicality is um, obviously nobody talked to any engineer or engineer or electrician but phones don't go out when the power goes out and the um they were in the elevator a little bit later if the power's <laughs> out to the whole building how are you in the elevator yeah yeah i thought, I thought that as well um but yeah. whatever oh. maybe it was a different section of the building i don't, I don't know no <laughs> but the the phones are specifically designed so that if power does go out they can yeah. still but i agree that out. that's that's really where it fell apart to me was that whole like again he's calling from the parking lot looking up in the window and he sees both you of ever them looked at a in t- the corner a, a tall building from across the yeah. freeway let me tell you what you're not going to catch not that big <laughs> right uh, that you can't see everything right. that's going on and, yeah. and he's play by playing it and then the phone goes out at the exact moment that she needs to hear what he's what he's telling I her i think that- and the, not to mention the coincidence that she was in his cab. He got her card. Yeah. That, you know, we already kind of talked about that. Well, but. I think the plot device that you mentioned earlier, though, that the 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 means of which Cruz was able to see that she was on the phone and, and identify where she was, right. that's the plot device, though, that they needed. So I can appreciate that part of it. But just, yeah, it, it there was just so... It would take you 40 minutes to run across the freeway and up and get up the building with no power. Uh, yeah, and somehow it was he beat him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just very rear rear window, right? Like he's watching everything and yes. trying to figure out what um, rear window is a Hitchcock movie. Brady, that that's pretty popular. No, oh, I thought you just meant like looking out the rear window. <laughs> <laughs> they remade it as Disturbia. Yeah, that's right. With, with your boy Shia. Shia, yeah. yeah. But I think that was one of the things that I kind of enjoyed when they changed like the tone of the movie. Like it went from you know this cat and mouse thing where they're driving mm-hmm. around the city killing everybody to kind of like a horror thriller like now you've got this maniacal serial killer coming after you and i i can see how some think it's hokey or whatever but yeah. you know then they're chasing him down on the subway and yeah. all that stuff so yeah the subway and thing. what are the what are the chances that jamie fox actually gets the shot off before double tap to the chest and head yeah perfect shot Vincent, Tom, aka Tom Cruise, uh, you know, gets his shot off. Well, he had his uh, eyes closed, though. Why wouldn't it work? <laughs> <laughs> or how come spray, he didn't get uh, shot at spray. all? Yeah, he didn't get shot at right. all either. Like that was the other thing. Yeah, I was they like, both could have maybe, yeah, could have maybe taken a one hit to the shoulder. Right, a shoulder, an arm. <laughs> yeah, like, I would have liked to chest. see a little bit of a uh, little. Still survive. Yeah, <laughs> a, an interesting tidbit was that DreamWorks had this for years, uh, just kind of laying around and Mimi Mimi Letter, Mimi yeah. Leader. Yeah. Uh was initially attached to direct until it passed on to Giannis Kaminsky. It wasn't until Russell Crowe became interested in playing Vincent that the project started generating any heat, pun intended. He brought Michael Mann on board and the but the, the constant delays pushed Crowe off. Crowe brought Cruz or excuse me, Mann brought Cruz on board with the idea of Adam Sandler playing the Jamie Foxx role. <clears throat> uh- 
that might have worked. Could have worked. It did, yeah. Obviously, a serious turn, but yeah, yeah, it would have been early for him. Well, this would have been uh, when was Punch Drunk Love? Speaking of Paul Thomas Anderson, a- after this, a- after this, yeah. So uh, he could have he could have taken started taken early. a little more dramatic turns. <laughs> and now that we were talking about that last scene, and just in general things that things that bother me about this is a, a thing that bothers me. It was the callback to the guy drive. You know, he the foreshadowing of him mentioning a guy dying on the train. Yes, but yeah, the train. But what I was going to say is this bothers me about a lot of movies is whenever there's a, a, a woman becomes involved, right? So Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, and why, why are the guy why, when they're running? Why do they always hold hold the back of her arm? Like that's not helping. You're not like pulling her along. You're not making her go any faster. She can run on her own. Well, I just I hate that. And side note, uh, we had we had our Tom Cruise running moment, yeah. chasing down what appears to be. Jamie Foxx as the slowest human alive. You saw which, it. Which yeah. part? When, they're, when he takes the, his briefcase and starts running. Oh, yeah. He is, it's like he has half a leg. I mean, it's like <laughs> Tom look, Cruise is in full back. sprint, yeah, yeah. obviously. And yeah, it's just like, you're not trying to run at all. Like it, and what was his, I just don't even get what his end game. game. Yeah. yeah, what was his point of doing that? Just getting him out of his mom's room? Again, he should have been killed. Yeah. That was another time <laughs> that he should have been yes. killed. Okay, we're done with you. Yeah. Right. I just fucked up my whole plan. Anyway, good movie. <laughs> <laughs> did we really like it? I did. Yeah. I did like it. I, so, we do that all the time. Yeah, I know. We, we pick it apart, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just... We're, yeah. we're just American. We can shit all over anything <laughs> we like, even stuff we and like. still say we like it. So, yeah, so Tom Cruise got nominated three times in 90, 97, and 2000 for uh, Born on the Fourth of... Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, I no, I was, we I was just trying to think. Um, yeah, Born on the Fourth of July, Jerry Maguire, and Magnolia. Okay. Do you think this was a more worthy... Well, those were for Best Actor, though, right? Uh, best Actor, Best Actor, and Supporting Role. Leading Role, Leading Role, Supporting Role. Yeah. This would have been... Magnolia. Leading or Supporting Role? This would have been Leading. Mag- yeah? Wait, what are you talking about? In Collateral? In Collateral. He wasn't nominated. No, no I'm saying if, if, he, if oh. he had... Would it have been a Leading or Supporting Role? Because... It's kind of a co-lead. It is. They probably would have done it as lead because Fox was still. Yeah. This well, was they, the year Fox was nominated twice, right? For both? For He won for Ray? I don't know. And and he was nominated for supporting it the same year. He was for this? I believe so. Oh, really? He, Fox was nominated for this for sure. Um, I don't think I even knew that. I think that I could be. Maybe I'm off a year on that. I think he was nominated for in both categories and he won for Ray. I know he definitely won for Ray, and I do remember him being twice, but I didn't know it was. I don't think I knew it was for this movie. Information that probably should have been looked up yesterday. Yeah, so Ray was. Yeah, damn, you're right. So. Nice work. I, 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 2005, he was nominee, yeah, and winner for for Ray. So yeah, that was this was his this was his year. And also, I'm going to take that back. Uh, I do think Punch Drunk Love is before this. Okay. I did. I didn't even look, but I looked. I was looking Sandler, at PGA stuff. Sandler really. could have had that. It would have been interesting. Nod. It would have been interesting. I, I, Fox was really good. Yeah, obviously, he was, he was great. so it would have been just something completely different. But um, did you notice that there were no opening credits? It was just right into the movie. There were no credits until the end. Okay. Uh, can we do that on all movies? <laughs> <laughs> Especially Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> yeah. I think that they've definitely gotten. Shorter, maybe shorter, shorter and it's more of just like little names popping up. But like, I just don't get it. Yeah, Why? What do we really need, need it, it for? Yeah, it's like point. an old tradition that like it's they're a hanging union on thing. To. I bet you it is a union thing where they you have to so? like title cards and things like that. I just I thought it was more like 
sometimes you just like the opportunity to play like a little song, introduce some yeah. of the characters, have them do some like I just think other shit, old, and you get to like do like a montage. It's and an just, old like, formula that I don't yeah. know that you. It's totally not always need. necessary. Yeah. Get get into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Plus, with the way that marketing is now, like Everyone everybody's going to know who's in the movie yeah. before they even go there. Who's wandering in the movies? Like I don't nothing. <laughs> I don't know who's in this. Well, well, hopefully they tell us in the beginning. <laughs> so, some opening credits though are really cool, and they would. But like to your point, I think we're in twenty twenty two. More most of them are or? no. Yeah, no, not most. <laughs> But but some some All are right. done really well. Those get to keep it. If you got a good idea, <laughs> you do it, roll you with do it, it really well. And fun fact: Mission Impossible. You don't have a good idea. Your opening credits aren't aren't it. Don't tell us all the movie. What about uh, what do you guys think of the title of the movie? It's another to me like just this uh, very general title. I, it's it's definitely not they, as bad. He as says some. the titular line at some point. It's definitely just collateral. Yeah, it's definitely not as bad as some that we've talked about that almost like I feel like are a detriment to the movie. It's, in my opinion, it's good enough. It's a single word that's unique. I don't know. Maybe there is another collateral. I don't know. Not, not that I'm aware of. I, I I don't know. I think it's okay. Yeah, you're okay with it. Too. I think it works. Yeah, it's it's fine. I think the, there's a better title than there. Silver haired assassin. <laughs> Cab driver. Silver. The coyotes. <laughs> Tie it all into the, the silver coyote. <laughs> what? Oh, that's why the coyotes in the movie. Coyotes it's on the title. <laughs> just some random street in LA. Wolves of La Brea. Yeah, I I definitely liked it, so I'm glad. Uh, are we are we done with cruise? We're done with cruise. I are think you sure? for a, well, I mean I don't know if it's a permanent thing, but I, I you know assuming that Top Gun ever comes out and yeah. ever we definitely got to dip into it. But yeah, um, I think we've had our fill of cruise for. Yeah, I'm good. Good for a, well, a bit. I'm, I'm good on cruise. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening to this Big Earl Partridge production. We were firing pearls at you here tonight, so please hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening and give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks, and go to bed.